Welcome to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Eastam, where we're building your tomorrow. Powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Fellowship Financial. Be prepared to hear ideas, concepts, and strategies that may challenge the way you were taught to think about saving and investing for retirement. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to it. Now, here's this week's Retirement Income Show, where we're building your tomorrow with your host, Michael Eastam. Hey everyone, I'm Michael Eastam. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Income Show. And today, we're going to help you identify and avoid the top five social security mistakes that I see people make. These days, social security certainly gets a bad rap and in some cases, it's for a good reason. I mean, we've all heard about the Social Security Trust Fund being mismanaged over the years or that they're going to run out of money soon and we can't even rely on it. I mean, those are some of the headlines. And believe me, I talk to people about Social Security regularly, and these are the kinds of things that I hear from you. But I want to shed some light on the realities of Social Security so that you can put things in perspective and also to help you make good decisions about how you should incorporate it into your overall financial plan. You see, neglecting Social Security altogether is definitely the wrong approach since it will affect you in retirement and possibly in a much bigger way than you might think. And burying your head in the sand about Social Security could cost you more than $150,000 in lifetime benefits. That's the magnitude of the potential mistake you could make if you are not careful. It could be even higher than that. That's why on today's show, we're going to address Social Security and the mistakes that people make to help you achieve that stress-free retirement you deserve and the one you've worked for all your life. Let's first talk about the Social Security Trust Fund to help you understand where it stands since they're really the funding mechanism for all of us. Now, you may or may not know that the FICA payroll tax that's withheld from your paycheck is what provides income to the Social Security Trust Fund. That's money withheld from you. You see it on your paycheck every single week. But if you're an employee then 6.2% of your salary gets paid into Social Security. If you're self-employed, you can double that. It's 12.4% since you pay for both the employee share and the employer share. Now, that's true up to an income level or a salary level of $147,000 in 2022, but that number increases each year. So if you earn more than that amount, You won't pay more into Social Security. Over the last several years now, I've seen that fund increase a little bit and I've seen it decrease a little bit. For now, the fund sits at about $2.9 trillion with a T. And that's enough to last for quite some time. So here's the key underlying issue that you need to keep in mind. Since Social Security is a political contract, listen, The fact is, no one in Congress wants to be stuck with the stigma of letting it crash. Congress has done a few things over the years to tweak it and to shore up the fund, but it's going to do what Congress always does, and that is 
kick the can down the road a bit till the last minute and wait until around 2035, which is kind of the trigger point at this point. And then they'll do something to fix it because they want our votes. It's really that simple. And I can tell you this, no matter what the headlines say, that reason alone should be enough to keep you from losing sleep about Social Security not being there. Now, with that as a backdrop, if you want to see how Social Security fits into your overall financial plan, there is something you can do about it right now. Call us at Fellowship Financial at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. Or go to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. And we'll schedule a free Social Security review to make sure that you have a solid plan that isn't just a canned report or a canned number. We'll help you understand how Social Security fits in your financial plan and help you to optimize Social Security based on your facts and circumstances. And we do that because as a CPA, personal financial specialist, we're fiduciaries working on your side helping you to create a financial strategy that supports your goals. So schedule your social security review absolutely free by calling 844-308-4861 or go to fellowshipfinancial.com. And if you just got here, I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. This is the Retirement Income Show. And today we're talking about the five mistakes people make with respect to social security and how you can avoid them. Thanks so much for being here. Now, the first one is neglecting Social Security and worrying about Social Security not being there, as I discussed just a few minutes ago. The second one is not planning for your spouse. When you plan for Social Security, spousal planning can be a game changer for a surviving spouse. And if you don't put a good strategy in place for your surviving spouse, Not only is that going to create turmoil when you're gone, but it could put your surviving spouse in a real financial pickle. And when you die, you have to understand that your surviving spouse is entitled to the hire of your social security or hers, not both. That's a common misunderstanding. That means that there will be a reduction in income one way or the other. And if social security plays a significant role in your retirement income plan, you'll need to pay close attention here. If your full retirement age Social Security, for example, is $2,500 a month and you started earlier at 62 perhaps, then you got about $1,875 a month. But if you waited to age 70 to start, you'd get $3,300 a month. That's a big difference. That's $1,425 less by starting at 62 each month, not including cost of living adjustments. So if you died at 75 and your spouse lives another 15 years, that's a loss of $250,000 in social security benefits that your spouse could have used in their retirement. By simply waiting to full retirement age, that number drops to $112,000. Again, that's not chump change, but at least it cuts it in half. So you have to ask yourself, could my surviving spouse use that extra money 
better than the federal government? And in my mind, that is not a hard question to answer if you ask me. Now, it's certainly going to depend on whether you need that additional income or not, but you've got to realize that the bigger role that Social Security plays in your collective retirement plan, the more impact waiting is going to have on your surviving spouse. Now, I'm certain that if you ask your spouse if they'd feel more secure with more guaranteed income if you were gone, the answer is not hard to figure out. They would certainly respond with a resounding yes. And that's why making the spousal benefit a part of your conversations, your retirement conversations, is a very critical step. But neglecting it can be a huge and a costly mistake. So many times I see people that just neglect this as a conversation. They don't even think about the spousal continuation amount. And yet that can be a critical element to financial disaster or financial success if you prematurely pass away. Think about your spouse. Make sure that you've got a plan in place that includes spousal continuation of Social Security. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Retirement Income Show. And today, we're reviewing five Social Security mistakes that can be very costly in your retirement and how to avoid them. Now, if you just got here, we've got you covered. All you need to do is head over to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Click on the radio show tab and you can replay any archived episode of the Retirement Income Show whenever you want to. We got through the first two mistakes and went over the potential costs of neglecting Social Security, which is the first one, thinking that Social Security is not going to be around and just burying your head in the sand and not considering Social Security in your retirement plan. And people do this because they think, oh, well, if it's there, great, it's just found money, but I'm not going to rely on it. I think that is a huge mistake that you want to fix very quickly. The second mistake I find people making is not planning for your surviving spouse. And that one could leave your spouse with over $100,000 less in income when you're gone. Now, guys, you don't want to make that mistake. Trust me, it's not a great legacy. Let's get into the rest of them, the last three. And the third mistake that I find is just starting Social Security too early. I had a guy that came into my office to have us do his tax return. And we have a tax practice that's built into our financial planning practice. And he turned 62 the previous January and started Social Security right away because all his buddies at the office told him that he could. Well, he didn't do a whole lot of research on his own. And by the end of the year, he collected $20,000 in Social Security for that full year. Now, a couple of problems popped up. The first one is he was still working and made $70,000 in salary. That meant that he had to write a check back to the IRS for the full $20,000 that he received from Social Security. And they cut him off because he was way over the threshold, which I'll hit on in a minute. 
That mistake led to the second problem. He spent all of that money on a new boat. What a disaster. You see, you've got to realize that although you can start Social Security at 62, if you're still working, you're going to have to pay attention to the income threshold that they put out there. And in 2022, you can't make more than $19,560 or you'll need to pay back $1 of Social Security for every $2 that you earn over that threshold. Not only that, but if you start Social Security early, you got to realize you could take up to a 30% haircut on the amount of Social Security that you get if you just wait till your full retirement age. And when you compare that to waiting to, say, age 70, then the difference can mean more than $300,000 over your retirement. That's right, $300,000. That money is left on the table. And I, I can tell you that I'm absolutely positive that you could find a better use for that money rather than leaving it with the government. I think that answer to that question or that problem would be a resounding yes. And I want you to keep as much of the Social Security in your pocket as you deserve. So to keep that money in your pocket, all you have to do is give us a call at Fellowship Financial, 844-308-4861. Again, that's 844-308-4861. Or Go to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. We can schedule a free social security review and analysis for you to help you avoid these massive and expensive social security mistakes. That's our job. That's how we build your tomorrow at Fellowship Financial. And it really is an honor to do that, to help the community one person at a time. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. You are listening to the Retirement Income Show. And if you just arrived, thanks so much for being a part of the program today. Today, we're sharing five Social Security costly mistakes that you could make that I see a lot of people making and how you can avoid them. Make sure that you tell your friends and your family about the Retirement Income Show and you can get them connected very easily by going to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Click on the radio tab and you can begin to listen at that location. Now, number four mistake of social security is not optimizing your social security. Now, notice I didn't say maximizing social security. If that's what you want to do, all you got to do is wait until age 70 and that'll get you the maximum dollar amount per month. But when I'm talking about optimizing, I simply mean that in the context of your overall financial plan, how is Social Security fit in? How is it optimized with respect to your other retirement assets and your other sources of income? Too many times I talk to people who just plan to wake up one day, throw their finger in the air and say, today's the day that I'm going to start Social Security. Well, let me tell you, that is not a plan. And who knows if it's right, wrong, or even if it supports your goals or not. You got to have a plan to understand how Social Security is going to fit in the context of your overall financial strategy. Smart people understand that 
they've got a plan for 30 years in retirement. I can tell you from experience that it doesn't make sense to take something like social security so flippantly. It's just way too important. And remember that about social security, it is truly one of the few guaranteed income sources that has a cost of living adjustment. Those are increases that go on as time goes on. And that's a big deal. So don't minimize it. And then finally, number five social security mistake is not coordinating social security with your other investments. For example, some people choose to retire at 65, but they don't want to start social security until maybe age 70 so that they can maximize it. And if you do that, the question is, do you have enough income from other sources so that you don't tap into your principal too soon? Now, I'm not asking if your account is big enough. I'm talking about true income in the form of interest and dividends. You see, if your investment allocation is primarily in mutual funds and common stocks, well, then the answer is probably no, you're not getting enough income. And the reason I'm so adamant about that is with those types of tools to get income, you are forced to sell shares in most cases. That's not real income. It's not renewable unless the stock market goes back up to make up for the shares that you sold. That's called speculating or gambling in my mind. And that can be a very dangerous game with your retirement assets because if you start selling shares too soon, you run the risk of running out of money. Remember, you need to plan for a 30-year retirement, even if you don't live 30 years. I tell people all the time, it's always better to plan for 30 years and only live 20 than the other way around. And investing for interest and dividends is a renewable resource. You spend it and it'll be back the next time organically renewable. And if you don't need all your income, you can reinvest it, creating a natural inflation hedge, giving you more income the next year and for down the road. You're not dependent on the stock market being up year after year after year because you don't need me to tell you that that just doesn't happen. Social security plays a vital role in the foundation of your financial plan, but too often people make costly mistakes. Neglecting social security is one of them. Thinking social security won't be around and won't contribute to your retirement is number one. Neglecting planning for surviving spouse is second. The third mistake, starting social security too early can cost over $300,000. The fourth one, not optimizing social security in your financial plan and five not coordinating social security with your other retirement assets could cause you to run out of money too soon. Addressing these issues in the planning process can put money back in your pocket and give you the peace of mind and contribute to that stress-free retirement you always dreamed of. Well, I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial. Once again, we are out of time for this episode. Thanks so much for being here. Make it an amazing week with the ones you love, and we'll be back next week with more of the Retirement Income Show. 
That's all the time we have for today. To speak with Michael Eastham off the air, call 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. And for more information about Fellowship Financial, visit us online at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Retirement Income Show. The opinions expressed on this radio show are based upon information considered reliable, though it should not be relied upon as such. Information presented is for educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume any discussions or information presented serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Advisory services offered through Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Fellowship Financial and Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, are affiliated entities.